For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today we're talking with Jamie Edgen, Associate Professor in Psychology. Jamie's a developmental cognitive scientist who studies the development of memory systems and the effects of sleep on learning and memory in children, including children with Down syndrome and with autism. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you, Leslie. You've been studying the underpinnings of Down syndrome since graduate school. Tell us how you got interested in studying the connection between memory and sleep in children with Down syndrome. Yeah, I've been studying Down syndrome for about 20 years, and uh, in graduate school, I was working on a series of projects to try to understand cognitive strengths and weaknesses in that population. I mean, in other intellectual disabilities as well. So we were looking at autism, we were studying fragile X syndrome, and Basically, at that time, we were looking at these cognitive strengths and weaknesses, but pretty much devoid of trying to understand how sleep might um, impact those outcomes. So basically, during my five years in graduate school, we talked a lot about memory and learning and language function and some of those uh, cognitive functions that were studied pretty extensively in Down syndrome, but never once in that entire five years did we say the word sleep. It came together that we should look at sleep and how it impacts learning and memory in this population and in other developmental disorders that really do have extensive sleep impairment. And did you know that children with Down syndrome had problems with sleep? When I came to the University of Arizona and started working on some projects, that became quite apparent at that time. There had been reports in the literature before that point, uh, you know, basic medical studies looking at the sleep profile, reports about sleep apnea, the presence of sleep apnea, but none of those studies had integrated the understanding that those sleep problems could potentially impact memory and learning or cognition in the way that we did. So we were one of the first groups to really, you know, put a lot of effort toward that question and trying to understand those sleep problems in detail across the lifespan, but also how uh, it might impact learning and um, different cognitive functions. If sleep is involved in how we lay down new memories, how do you study in any population what happens in different stages of sleep and so on before you get to the children you're most interested in working with? There are lots of studies that look at sort of correlating sleep quality with an outcome. And in general, that's that's a correlational study. So you can't really tell, you know, if there are confounding factors that might be influencing that correlational outcome. So there are some ways to look at if there are causal differences with sleep, like cognitive outcome. You can conduct a clinical trial where you enhance the sleep and see if there's a you know benefit of that on cognition over time. My lab and some collaborators are starting to move into that area where we're looking at can we change sleep patterns in people with Down syndrome and see how that impacts their memory and learning. We directly compare how much kids can retain over a very short-term interval, over intervals of a four-hour period that when the child stays awake, and then a four-hour period when the child takes a nap. You also now are reaching into, beyond sleep and memory and learning, you're reaching into language. Can you just tell us a little bit about language development in these children you're so involved with? When you think about the thing in Down syndrome that really impacts their day-to-day life so much, it really is language and their ability to produce words, to interact with other people. Um, And we have really looked in language as a very... um, 
you know, an aspect of memory retention. And so the study that I was telling you about earlier about retaining new memories is actually focused on word learning um, and being able to make mappings between new words and objects, being able to retain those over time. And so that's one way we've looked at how kids are learning language concepts um, through those kinds of memory studies. Um, but we also see that sleep has been related to, um, in correlational studies, related to deficits in expressive language. Um, when we look at verbal IQ or just general um, language understanding and verbal understanding, we have shown correlations in school-aged children between sleep and IQ. So that's very exciting. It suggests that if you can get at the sleep problem, you may also affect learning and memory and especially development of language that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Jamie. That's really fascinating. Yeah, thank you. You can hear this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.